0: Hey, Erin here. Welcome to the Small Business Big Mindset Podcast. This week, we have Miriam Wagliardo, published author and trade show event producer, and Nancy Giamarco, also a published author, illustrator, and sound engineer. Welcome to the show, you guys.
1: Hello, hello. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. us.
0: So, super excited. We will get to it all, but um, let's give... You guys work together on a children's picture book called, Oh, Look, It's a Bird, which we will get to. It's so it's such a cute book for uh, kiddos, but really, we love it as well. Um So let's go into a little bit about yourself and your background, but let's also say that you, Miriam, have been friends with Joey, I guess, since elementary school. Is that right?
1: Yes. Uh, I've known Joey, gosh, since we were like kindergarten, five years old. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then we, I
0: was also in orchestra when you were in orchestra, sometimes when they'd bring in
1: the band nerds in there. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. We have a a lot of good memories. (laughs) I'm sure you guys got in a lot of trouble together. <laughs> yeah. And, and now just 25 years later, because we're both just 29, um, you know, still, still brewing, still going. <laughs> I love it.
0: Um, okay. So if each of you could dive in and just let us know a little bit about yourself and your background and how you kind of came together for this book, that'd be great.
2: Go ahead, Nancy. No, girl.
1: <laughs> you the ball. <laughs> So, oh. okay, well, um, let's see, my background, I went to UTEP I, in El Paso, uh, studied pretty much everything and anything, uh, music, music, ballet, performance, child development and psychology, business administration, like everything. Uh, I came to Dallas in 1997. I was dancing ballet professionally and also teaching ballet. While I was working at a restaurant and I was singing back up in a band. So wow. I was, yeah, I was doing a lot of stuff. Um, then I worked in property management uh, for a few years while hosting karaoke at various bars. Um, I went back to teaching kids. Uh, I worked in a, a, at the World Trade Center at a furniture um, store thing there. Uh, so I learned interior design, and that's what kind of led me into the trade show and events industry. And then um, I sing with a band, uh, the Mojo Dolls, which is how I met Nancy. So
0: Cool. It seems like no, yeah. matter, no matter what you've done, there was some sort of an artistic flair to it. So you always kept, kept something going that was on the creative end, no matter where your oh, career I- took you.
1: Absolutely, I've always loved being on stage and being the center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just—we're just, just going to
0: put it the way it is. And um, where where are you based now?
1: So um, I live in Plano, Texas, which okay. is it's a suburb of Dallas. Uh, the Dallas metroplex is just made up of like a bunch of little cities all mm-hmm. around. Yeah. So I'm I'm north of Dallas. Dallas is twenty minutes away and two or three cities away.
0: And do you get to like what's going on with your band now because of COVID? Um nothing. Do you guys do like <laughs> virtual stuff or are you just kind of on pause?
1: Uh it's it's all on pause right now. Got it. Like we were we thought about doing virtual stuff when it first started, but then everybody started doing it and we're like, eh. And Three, uh, two, of, two of the bandmates uh, were still working. And then me and my husband, he's working from home. So I was pretty much the only one that is not doing anything, mm-hmm. even though I've been doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of, eh, we'll just put it, you know, put it on hold for now.
0: Got it. Yeah. Um, Nancy, tell us a little bit about your background, if you don't mind.
2: My educational background is business administration. So it was a marketing degree and that led into high tech sales somehow, (laughs) which then morphed into, which then morphed into computer repair and website design and content management. Uh, In the meantime, while I was getting this education done, I was in a band. It was called Blanche Fury, which traveled pretty much all over the world in the early 90s, which then segued into sound, which is how I met Miriam and the Mojo dolls because I was running sound for her and her band. Got it. So okay. I know it's kind of weird. Both of us have these morphing backgrounds. That just yeah, it's it's strange, but it's it's like I've heard statistics that most people don't stay in their field of education. They they morph over time. So absolutely, welcome to the club.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Whatever
0: and,
1: you studied, you're not going to use.
0: What um what do what did you guys do in your respective bands? Did you play instrument, singer? What what were you guys doing?
1: Uh, I, I sing mostly I play a lot of instruments but I can't I haven't mastered the whole singing and playing the instrument mm-hmm. quite yet because <laughs> I'm, I'm very like I move a lot so
2: yeah I, yeah,
1: you do. <laughs> I do move a lot awesome so, and Nancy how and- about you
2: I was what you call utility man. So in version one of the band, I played acoustic and electric guitars, keyboards, and backing vocals. Wow! In version two of the band, in version two of the band, when some people morphed off to the side, I was the bass player and backing vocalist. But I am not the bass player that Miriam's husband is. I barely hold it down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my husband Mike is. He's, he's oh my god! He, he's literally the most amazing bass player I've ever heard in my entire life. Me too. I agree. Yeah. He's he's and he's just so humble and yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, rad. he's
2: amazing. Well I he's hope a, he's
0: awesome. <laughs> I hope he gets to perform sooner rather
1: than later. oh
2: yeah, um, I want to yeah, no, him soon. Not, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys are always
1: more than welcome. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. How, he's awesome. How
0: did so you guys met and then how did you know did you guys start collaborating on the The book, so because Miriam, you wrote it, and Nancy, you illustrated it. Is that
2: correct? Yeah, and it was kind of it was kind of weird how it got started because um, I had another one out called Under the Purple Sea, which I wrote and illustrated. Mm -hmm. But then I started just posting drawings to Facebook, and Miriam goes, "Hey, this brings words to mind." So then I just started drawing and then sending them directly to her, and she would put words to the drawing. And then once we had enough, we just put it into a book form. Is that how you see it, Miriam? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It was just like, uh, Hey, I always come up with these like little quick poems when I see your drawings. So, and and then I think, I think, yeah, the first one I sent was the owl one. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun and it, it opened up like a part of my mind that, had been kind of dormant for a while that I hadn't written in a long time. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, Nancy opened up a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And it was an
2: accidental, sorry, go ahead. I said it was an accidental opening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it really, it really was. Cause I have like all these different ideas for books and I've always, I've always said, I'm going to write these books so I have these really vivid dreams, like, like almost like movies. And I usually wake up and put them in my notes in my phone. So I have like 124 notes of dreams. Wow. And uh, so I kind of started putting them on paper, which has been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that's so great that you do that. I, I'll do that in fits and starts, you know, like, I should really write my dreams down, you know, and I'll do it for a little bit. And then I'll, forget and stop. So can you guys um, explain the book? Because it's not just your typical picture book. So can you explain like what it's about, kind of what content is in there?
2: Go ahead, Nancy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, I think her description in the back kind of explains it all. Miriam wrote the description. I'm grabbing it here. She <laughs> describes it as a series Even of drawings. Can you uh, separate the fact from fiction? So, for example, when I drew a pink elephant, we all know that's not real. But she she wrote a, a cute little poem about it. And then, when I wrote about runner ducks, those are real. So she wrote a poem about those. And so some of the things in the book are definitely fact, and some are just pure fiction. So it's kind of a it's a mishmash of both. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Unicorns do exist though. Okay. Just so everybody (sighs) knows. Yeah. Unicorns
2: do exist. Everybody needs, everybody
1: needs to know this. Yes. Just letting you know.
0: (laughs) So yeah, I think it's pretty unique in that, like, you know, it's, it's was spurred on by some of the dreams or the thoughts that you had. And it's like some, you know, different types of content throughout the book uh, which I think is really interesting. And so um, when did you start working on the book? Was it before COVID happened? What was the time frame?
1: Um, I it think it was, was it right in the middle, right yeah. in the middle of it, right, Miriam. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I think we really started hunkering down on it like in November.
2: That sounds right. Okay.
1: Yeah,
2: it took five months, and one of the reasons it took that long is because poor Miriam got sick and. There was like a month where she was just suffering. Right. So uh-huh. we we had to kind of take a break there. So it, it took a good five months to get it together. Yeah.
0: Right. And did you guys, so you guys self-published? Is that right? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. Through Amazon, it's called Amazon KDP. Okay. Kindle can, Direct Publishing. Yeah. Can you, Kindle Direct Publishing. Yeah.
0: Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I bet you there's some people listening who are like, okay, I would love to self-publish a book. You know, you guys are inspiring me to go for it. How would I go about it? So, can you talk about that process a little bit?
2: Sure, because it, boy, it was a pounding learning curve. <sighs> so, what the, pers- what the person would the person would do first is they just go to KDP KindleDirectPublishing dot com or Amazon dot com, sign up for an account, get your account open, and then there are a ton of resources out there to help guide you as far as formatting um, what what formats they take for a print book. Typically, they want a PDF file that uploads best. They have a lot of uh, tools out there. One I use is called Children's Book Creator for the electronic version. And then just they put you towards videos. You can go to uh, YouTube and watch a bunch of their videos. But the, the key thing to do is prepare, prepare, prepare before you dive in. In my mind, because despite all the work I did up front, I still found myself having to format, again, certain uh, images to fit their platform. Mm. So prep is key and studying is key. Got it. But then, OK, the brilliant thing about it is then if you're going to try to be become an author, this is the least uh, risk that you can take. because there's no upfront cost, like in other publishing houses, right? You, you don't pay anything. You give up a lot of royalties, but until a book is sold, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to stockpile 100 books and spend all that money up front. It is a print-on-demand format and a really good place to start. Okay. Now that's great. The lower the risk, the better, especially for someone oh, starting out. Exactly. Now, if Miriam and mine, our book really takes off and we start selling a bunch of copies, then it may be time to evaluate a different way to go. Mm-hmm. But it's a very risk, low risk way to start. Okay. I would advise anybody to start that way.
0: Yeah. Okay. And do you recommend, you were saying, gosh, even though you thought you were prepared, once you dove in, you're like, oh, now I got to like reformat. Would you suggest that before they even maybe start with their final illustrations, that sort of thing, maybe watch the videos on their platform to make sure that they're formatting everything correctly before, or how would you have
2: handled it? Yeah. I, despite doing all that, what it, I did everything in a, you always want to do something larger so that you don't lose quality, mm-hmm. but they did. they don't even support a 10 by 10 format on a book, which is how I did everything. So They do support eight and a half and eight by eight and a half, which is what I ended up doing for Miriam and I. Okay. But then you end up, you have to fit those images within that eight and a half and by eight and a half. So you have to figure all that stuff out. And I may do a little video just to save people a bunch of trouble. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. I'm serious. There's an author in Germany that I'm already giving her all my notes just to save her her problems Mm -hmm. because I really admire her art. So there's still going to be some gotchas along the way. And I feel like I've got, I've it down now that I've done three books. Okay. But it took that long. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and do they kind of prep you for marketing your book or how do you guys handle promoting it and getting it out there?
2: Miriam, you want to take, they have resources. We're not using them right now. Miriam, will you take it, the marketing part of it? Oh, um, well, how, I've been... how, uh, so you can,
1: you can actually buy a thousand books from Amazon, like for at a lower price. And then basically I've just anybody that I talk to, I'm like, I wrote a book. You wanna buy it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign it for you, you yeah. know. And I've sold I've sold quite a few that way. And then of course, you know, people on Facebook and uh old friends and new friends, it's it's you know, just it's been word of mouth, basically,
2: mm-hmm.
1: at this point. Uh, when, when things open up for COVID, then I that's when I'll really be in front of a lot of people. Okay, And hopefully it'll really take off that way. So
0: Yeah, because that's typically what I'll ask too, is like, how has COVID-19 impacted it, right? So for you guys, it's kind of holding you back a little bit, right, from promoting it. Because it's not like you can do an author reading or, you know, that kind of a thing. Um,
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like I, I've given it to a lot of teachers that I, uh, that I work out with and Mm -hmm. I'm
2: like, I could come read it. They're like, Oh yeah, but COVID. Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And
2: I think, I think we, I think we fully intend to do that once the world is safe enough to do it again. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I'll be there with her for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's definitely on my to-do list.
0: Yeah. And maybe even there's probably some markets you guys could get into, you know, um, as far as like the artist uh, markets that they have, where you can actually show up with your book and, you know, that kind of a thing too, which would be great. Um, Okay. And so, what would you guys say? Like, was there like a tool or a process that kind of like as you were going along, you're like, oh, like what tools did you use to create it? Like, what did you write it on? You know, what did you use for illustrating it? For those that are like, I want to do this, but I have no idea <laughs> where to start. <laughs> uh,
2: Auntie, you want? Miriam, what what did you? Yeah, I'll take that. Most of that. But what did you yeah. write your poem? You sent the you sent the poems to me mostly in email, right? Let me lift them. Yes. So the tools I used was <laughs>
1: wine, lots of wine. And, <laughs> and uh, I, would write, I would write the tools, I would write the poems on my notes in my phone. Sometimes they would come like really, really quick, like within five minutes, 10 minutes. And then I'd just, you know, look over them and send them off to Nancy. Um, if I had a problem with like, wait, is that the way you say that? Or how do you spell that? The internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> the internet. I mean, kids have nowadays have it so easy.
2: Yeah. Everything is at your fingertips. You just got to verify it's correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have to research and, you know, just, is this, is this right? Does this sound okay? Like, but yeah, it's all, it was all there. Um, but a lot of the poems I wrote when I was sitting on my couch, Netflixing and drinking some wine at night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna be, re-
1: I'm gonna be real honest. I like the strategy. <laughs> yeah, they just came to me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so on uh, on the other end of that, as far as illustration, the tools I use is um, I have an iPad Pro, the first generation, with an Apple Pencil and a, an app called Procreate. So all of the illustrations I did in that, and then to get it in book formats from there, I had to export the files and go over to a laptop and compile all that into a PDF, which then I uploaded into Amazon's tools because they have tools from there, like a book creator tool that you have to use. So I was jumping around the house a lot from one platform to another. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is because I probably could have done it all on an iPad, but I am not going to spend money with Adobe monthly when I do these only every five or six months to a year. So. That's why I'm jumping around on what they used to call that in the old days, sneaker net. <laughs> 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 when, you, when you had to walk files to the next desk, that's uh, kind of how it yes. was. But, but the big tool for me is Procreate on, a, on an iPad. Okay, got it.
0: Um, and as you guys were kind of going along with this process, is there, were there anything that you were like, okay, that was a lesson learned or, you know, different things that you guys came across?
2: Um, um, no, just the things I mentioned a minute ago about, yeah. you know, do the research on what format they accept and then be prepared to have to size the images down again.
0: How about Make how is it, it how is it working together? How is it like doing this as a partnership?
2: Amazingly love- fun in my opinion. <laughs> I
1: loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I said, Nancy you opened up like this part of my brain that's been asleep for so long, you know. And, like, everything now is just like, oh, okay, I could put that into words. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's really opened up a lot, and it's been awesome. I mean, yeah, how many people, people can say,
0: I'm a published author? Right. So, huge Yeah.
1: Um, it's like, ch- check off the bucket list.
0: <laughs> Do you think this kind of newfound, you know, uh, newly awoken Uh, creative uh, aspect, do you think that'll kind of bleed over into your music or the other areas of
1: your life? Uh, Yes, I think so. I've already written, I've written song lyrics in the past um, for other bands, but I've never actually done it for our band. Um, I have two songs that I've written, but I I don't, I just write the lyrics. I don't write the music. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband writes a ton of music all the time. Yeah, he's always right. He's always doing something, recording something. Um, so that's next in the process is actually getting some some songs written and and out. Oh, that's so cool! It's very exciting. Mojo Doll original. Yeah, I know for the first time ever.
0: <laughs> no, I love it because I, I just I feel like that. Yeah, that happens once you get a creative spark. It kind of just you know meanders its way to other areas. Um, are there, and there there might not be, but I always like to ask this question of like, you know, are there, is there stuff that you do? Like you might've heard the phrase like fill your cup, right? Or like make sure that you're energized and refueled so that you can take on, you know, everything that you want to and also be able to help other people out, right? Like if your cup isn't full, you can't help others, that sort of a thing. So um, mm-hmm. is there anything that you kind of incorporate into your... Daily life or semi daily life that kind of helps you in that regard. Um, some people read, some people work out. I don't know. You know, is there anything in, in that that way?
2: Nancy, <laughs> go ahead. I don't know. For me, it's just I walk my dog, and I kind of it's kind of a meditative thing for me, except him dragging me down the street. Um, <laughs> I, I do some weightlifting, and I just practice like crazy. On the illustrations, I take classes every day, Mm -hmm. every almost every single day, and I do um, I do read and study, and it kind of recharges me. I every time I take a class, it's like I learned something new. I'm ready just go out and start illustrating even more. Mm -hmm. So that really helps me. The classes.
1: Another thing that Nancy does that she has not uh, mentioned is she has a website called Tuffy Tales and it is .com. yeah com, and it their little stories about her dog tuffy Aww.
2: told as i forgot tuffy. about that yeah and they're really fun oh, to read let's <laughs> check it out he's a hilarious clown there are videos out there of me vacuuming him he lets me vacuum him he's a crazy dog <laughs> that sounds like a tiktok video <laughs> It, it, yeah. yeah but in in one website <laughs> I should do that if I, if only I had TikTok I would put it up there. Shit. You should. You'd probably go viral. <laughs> yeah, you probably
1: <laughs> would Nancy.
2: I might have to send I'll it t- to t- Miriam cuz I'm not a TikToker. I have to I'll send t- 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 it to post it. <laughs> Okay, I'll get it over
0: to you. Uh, I love that you say the classes, uh, Nancy, because I'm just, I'm exactly like you. Like, I'm just constantly learning and, you know, like, oh, what can I learn over here and over there? And it just gets me super excited to implement what I learned, you know, and and keep going forward. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I also, I also take four languages every day on Duolingo. Wow. Well, you know, I have, my dad died of Alzheimer's, so I'm trying to not master any one of the languages, but just to keep my. I call it task switching my brain. Mm-hmm. So to go from French to Italian to German to Spanish, wow. all in the same day. Yeah, it makes you task switch, you know. And I'm if I become fluent in Spanish, that would be awesome because I'm in Texas. Mm-hmm. But I have a purpose behind it, and that is just to keep the brain engaged because I really don't want to go down that road.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really smart and actually. Yeah, kind of keep your brain alive and active. For sure. Yep. Uh, it helps. It really does. Uh Miriam, it's your turn on this question. Yes. <laughs>
1: that you yeah, turn. Miriam.
0: <laughs> have <bunch> glasses.
1: <laughs> what have you She's been busy. doing? Well? <laughs> <laughs> so uh I daydream a lot. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, creative. <laughs> That's uh people call Maybe. it medi- meditating, but I daydream a lot um constantly keeping my hands busy um like when the pandemic started I was sewing masks for hospitals, family friends I mean I've been painting I've been sewing here and there um just creating different things with my hands constantly moving my hands Mm -hmm. um writing researching tiktoking Playing with my new Rubik's Cube that Joey and my friend uh, Yvette sent me. (laughs) Um, I started, so I started working out um, before COVID. Uh, We had a really, really bad accident in, what was it, 2016? Mm. Yep. And I think so. Yeah, 2016,
2: Nancy, I think. Um, It seems like it was yesterday. I know, right? But You, you scared the hell out of me, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, did so that flipp- actually, it was right after a gig. It was right after a yeah. gig. It was right after a gig. We were uh, we were driving, you know, going to speed limit 30. We were going like 30 miles an hour um through a intersection and a young lady ran the red light and she hit about 20 inches behind me. Mm. Like because I was in the passenger seat and it sent our car flipping. Oh my gosh. Uh, mm-hmm. uh I ended up with a concussion, like a massive concussion. I lost uh, consciousness for a couple of seconds. Um, But yeah, that, uh, it really set, that accident set me back mentally and physically in such an awful way, but I tried to stay positive. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to build up my muscles on my right leg, especially. Um, I had three major surgeries in eight months. Oh my
0: goodness.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. I was, ridiculously out of shape because I couldn't move so when the doctors gave me the okay they're like okay you can exercise now I uh I literally limped into the nearest pure bar Mm. um (laughs) like I limped in I couldn't do any of the exercises the first day at all because I was that out of shape I couldn't hold a plank for 10 seconds Mm. I couldn't do anything but I just kept going and going and My atrophied muscles have grown back and it was amazing. But then COVID hit and I had to stop. Mm. Yeah. And and that's when I really, really felt how important it was for me to work out my body and actually like get out of the house and do something for myself Mm. and my body. It is so important. Um, So, of course, when my husband and I got sick in December, the first thing I did was go back to Pure Bar. Mm -hmm. And I was super weak and super frustrated, but I kept going because, you know, after COVID, your muscles, your whole body's just weak. Yeah, And so it was very frustrating to go from being, you know, from from being so weak from an accident to getting strong, then getting COVID going back to weak. And so slowly I've been, you know, I've been going almost every day and I'm finally getting back to where I was um, just really staying focused and it working out has kept me grateful, positive, happy, focused. And it's, it's very important to take that time for yourself every day. Mm -hmm. You know,
0: good for you for continuing on with it, because it would have been easier not to, right? It would have been,
1: Uh but I had to get rid of my WWW. My winter wine weight.
0: <laughs> I've so, never heard that before. I love it. Yeah.
1: I had, I had WWW and it's, it's almost gone.
2: <laughs> you should have called it CWW, your COVID wine weight. <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny when I was sick, when, uh, when I was sick with COVID, I didn't, I didn't drink at all. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. Because I was, I was having hallucinations and stuff. Oh, my so, gosh. It was, it was really yeah. bad. It was really bad, but uh, yeah, winter wine weight.
0: <laughs> well, I totally relate to how, you know, when you work out, it really does impact the rest of your life. It impacts your mindset, your mood, your energy, your productivity level, you know, because the when, if there's a day I don't work out, I can feel it, you know? Yeah. yeah
1: agreed. Yeah. So imagine 11 months of not working out. Ugh, yeah. That's, that's now sad. I would... I would like, you know, sew or, you know, make things, you know, but but not working out has really, oh, it's been such a blessing.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you're able to get back to it, you know, and kind of yeah. move forward. Um, and as you guys do, you know, kind of look into the future, like, what are your goals? What's your vision? Are you going to do, have you talked about doing another book together or, you know, individually, what are your, your goals moving forward?
2: Nancy? I've really, um, I've had people tell me that, that I should piggyback off the first book, which she was not involved in, Mm -hmm. but her mind is so vivid and creative that, um, she has a copy of the first book and we have a vision for where we want to go with the second one. Mm. And uh, I really want her to write the second one. And it won't be poems. It'll be it'll be definitely a story this time right. piggybacking off the off of the first book. So that's my vision. I really want her involved in it. I don't want to write the words this time. I want her to do it. So I just want to illustrate this one.
1: Right. So I've kind of been working on it. We need to probably talk about it a little bit more, Nancy. But I'm actually looking yes, we at do. it. I'm actually looking at your under the purple seat book right now. Um, But yeah, I, I definitely want to write more children's books. Um, I want them to go global, um, universal, Um, uh, you know, once COVID opens up, I want to be able to go read them at bookstores and libraries and schools. I want to sing. I want to write lyrics. Mm -hmm. I want to keep creating things. Um, Can't wait to do trade shows and events again. I would love to, uh, you know, go international with that and go overseas um, and do that also. So my list is constantly evolving and growing and just it's different every day.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that you guys are still want to continue with the books because I think the world needs it. So it makes me happy (laughs) (laughs) that you guys are doing that. Um, Where can people find you online?
2: So right now our brand right. Is on, yeah, go ahead, Natty. Go ahead. No, it's on Amazon.com right now. Okay. Uh, yeah. and, and if all goes, if all goes well, there we'll probably expand into other retail outlets. But right now, if you distribute through Amazon, you end up going to other retailers. You end up basically with nothing. So if it takes off, then I'll explore the probably the ink distribution deal to get into other outlets. Mm-hmm. so right now you find it on Amazon okay awesome
0: and then are you guys do you have a website or Instagram or any of that cool good stuff where they can find more about you guys uh,
1: my Miriam? Facebook my Facebook, Instagram and Twitter is Miriam.yum yum.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Miriam.yum yum. and then LinkedIn is Miriam Wagliardo okay Nancy also Nancy, has what? Nancy also has her artwork on face masks and t-shirts and stuff on Redbubble.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm exploring those options too. And they're super if I get cute. A, <laughs> if there's an illustration that I particularly like or, if, or, or somebody says, I really like that one, I go, well, you know what? I'll go ahead and put it on Redbubble for you. So you could order some stickers or some postcards or a shirt or whatever. So it's just my name in giamarco.redbubble.com. And so I'm doing that too.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay. We'll get some, those links yeah. on there. Yeah. We'll definitely put the links on the show notes so people can check that out. Um, okay. Yeah. Our last question is a fun one. We ask it of everybody and it is, since ah. you know, that we're all about music over here as well. Um, <laughs> so if you had, if you could only listen to one music artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Ooh. If I could only listen to what? One person? One music artist. One, one, one music artist. One artist.
1: Ooh,
2: gosh. Oh gosh. man, that's a hard one. Mm. Golly. I can't even think there's so many. <laughs> I know. That's a mean that's a mean question I to know. ask musicians. I know. you don't you don't ask musicians that
1: <laughs> uh my gosh. Uh
2: wow. Listen, if Joey Boy, can narrow it down out.
0: to one, you guys can narrow it down to
1: one. Yeah, my, Who did Led Joey Zeppelin? narrow it
2: down to?
1: Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Oh, oh, good choice. I would have to say either Mozart or <laughs> Journey.
0: Wow. Those are two completely
1: different. <laughs> 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 yeah. Mozart I, or Journey? I like the yeah, variety there. <laughs> well, because I'm, I'm classically trained in most of the instruments I play, so... She's There's an orc no dork. Or- That's what we used to call Yeah, it. I'm a total orc dork. So Mozart was my, my favorite composer of all time. He still is. But then my first, uh, first song I ever remember singing was Don't Stop Believing by Journey. And they were also the first concert I went to. So, like, they're kind of in my heart a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I know every single one of their songs. So I'd probably say journey, yeah, All right. Mozart or journey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about you, Nancy? What about you?
1: <laughs> oh, she's Lord. still thinking. I know. She said, like, "Don't come back to I'm me." I'm still thinking. <laughs> I'll
2: That's come a back. Hard to question. Me. <laughs> it is hard. It is. It's a who would I question not question get? You. Like you know, it's so it's such a cliche, probably, but I, I don't know because I love people like Anna Nalik and Howie Day and Jason mm-hmm. Mraz. Oh. But Fleetwood, as a kid, though, what I listened to growing up through high school was Fleetwood Mac. Mm. Oh. So if, if you, you know, if you told me you can only listen to this artist, uh, their entire catalog, really, it evolved so much and it became so different mm-hmm. over time. It, it, I would probably have to choose that one.
1: Yeah, a I'd good probably name. have to
2: choose Fleetwood Mac. But I, I love, oh my God, there's so much music I love. So I, it's a that's a hard choice. That is mean. It is. That's mean it's to expensive. do to a musician. <laughs> <It's> very mean. <laughs> now one one group that I've been
1: listening to like nonstop during this whole pandemic, like I cannot get enough of them, has been nothing but thieves,
2: hmm.
1: and they're not very well known. Mm-hmm. But, oh my nothing gosh. but thieves. Yes.
2: Oh, they, now I have to
1: look that up. They. Oh my, they're just amazing. I just think they're amazing. The singer is just so cute and he looks like he's 12 (laughs) but he has this amazing voice and like the i love it when music is like layered you know Mm -hmm. and i just i can't get enough of their new album it's um, i just uh, that's what i've been listening to nonstop for like the last five months i have to check it out wow yeah it's amazing music i love it i absolutely love it and they're awesome in concert so i cannot wait to see them again
0: So for so our podcast just passed the one year anniversary mark, and as part of that, congratulations! uh, Well, congratulations! Thank you very much. Yay! Um, uh, We created a playlist on Spotify. So we took oh cool yeah we took a few songs from Uh each every artist that every guest Uh has said, and Uh we created the Small Business Big Mindset uh, podcast the playlist. So we'll add your your guys's uh, picks to that playlist too.
2: Cool. That's that is, fun. Uh, can you send us a link to the to it? I will, because I'm not good at finding things. Okay, that would be great. <laughs> I love that. I'm not good at finding things. Just send it to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time out to chat with us. I know you're busy, and I'm so glad we could make it work out.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Miriam. This is so great. Appreciate it. Thank good you talking. so much. Thank you for having
2: us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This was fun. Let's
2: let's do it again next week. Just kidding. <laughs> thanks. Human interaction it's all about, is great. I think it's about trying to you just have to reinvent yourself when disaster strikes. And that's what Absolutely. That's what we had to do. That's yeah. what we had to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And just having the confidence to do it.
0: No, and I love that. And thanks for sharing your story and your journey and how you came about because I think so many people are going through that right now.
1: Absolutely. They are. Our pleasure and thank you for having us.
2: Thank you.